Have you pressed record? I have, yeah. Well, were you all froze? I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right, okay. Recording. So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Hi everyone, welcome to our wrap-up episode for Series 5 and, of course, our traditional and much-loved quiz of the series. Okay, it's, it's back... The honours are back with me this week because I had lots of feedback from listeners saying they thought Dan's quiz was a bit of a failure. So I like I'm, Dan's I'm quiz. <laughs> Rouge. Dan's quiz was um, great. I got more points in that one. Matty, I, I think I've written a good quiz for you this time round, and um, mainly because I forgot about it until a couple of hours ago, so I just thought of the first things I could think of. But you might do well. Thank you. Okay, and and I, I, having listened back to a couple of the quizzes, our bonus system never works out for someone. So I'm going to, whenever there's a bonus episode, I'm going to go to the next available person who didn't have a bonus before. So if Dan had the last bonus question, I'll go to Matty for the next bonus question. If you see what I mean, okay. So if a bonus question falls open, I'll go. I'll rotate who gets it. You got me. I, I could tell by you. Cool. Do you get me? Yeah. Do you get yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yes, Blood. <laughs> so, so it won't just all fall to the next person because, al- although I would have won anyway last time, I feel as though oh, I got God. more points because of the bonus questions. You know. So I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to make it fair. So no, we'll, we'll get going. Matt, are you ready? Are you warmed up? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You've done your research. Okay. So question one, Matt. Again, these are episodic in in their order. In Hollow ship. What does Rimmer say before having sex? It was your favourite episode line from the episode. <laughs> I know. And it went, oh, for God's sake! And it was a good one. It was a funny one, and I don't know. So my my first thought was he'll get this one definitely because it was his favourite bit of the episode. <laughs> Oh, it's a really random word. It's a really random thing. That's why I found it funny. Go on. Get, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pass it to Matt. I'm going to have to. It's the correct answer. Yes. Passing to me. Right. Matt. Geronimo. Correct. Geronimo, of course. I can't believe it. <laughs> How did I not get Geronimo? I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a dead set for you. Yeah, I said Okay. Like... Matt, it is your question. I'm going to you next. Because our top-seeded player, Dan, is going last. <laughs> name, can you name the second male officer on the deck of the hollow ship? Now, this um, episode went out this week, so yes, you have listened to it. Yes, um, but it's Hercule Platini. Oh, I'm afraid that's not the second male officer. That's the captain. Oh, so I'm, I'm okay. thinking of the other Sorry. male officer on no, the then, ship. No, I couldn't. Because we did have a bit of a debate whether it was Aircool or Hercule, didn't we? Um, yeah, it's, it's, yes, it's Aircool. Yeah. So, Dan, can you remember that second male officer? I'm afraid I can't. Sorry. Well, it was Randy Navarro. 
Randy Navarro. How do I not remember the name Randy Navarro? I mean, it's it's a it's a weird one because yeah, we have I have just edited that episode and, and we did have it in the episode, so that stuck in my mind. Um, yeah, it's a good name, Dan. But here's your actual question: How does Rimmer make love according to Nirvana? Clay? No. Oh, small portions, but so many courses. Oh, come on, I need a bit more than that. Like a Japanese meal. Correct, correct. Like a Japanese meal. Right, moving on to another easy question for Matty. He won't fail at this one. Oh, for God's sake. In The Inquisitor, what does Lister use to open the door? Um, I don't know. Oh, my goodness, Matty. <laughs> I don't know. These are I, I honestly <laughs> thought I was making this easy for you. <laughs> I mean, genuinely thought I was making it easy. <laughs> I thought I said, I even said to Becky, I said, I'm gonna let Matt Matty win this week. Come Matty, we've all got our hands up. <laughs> we've all got our hands up waiting for you to answer. Even me. I wanna have a go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it on to someone then and then I'm gonna kick okay, myself. Okay, in my order is back to um Matt again for the next bonus question. Do they use Crichton's head to open the door? Of course they bloody do, yeah. No, no, no. You're thinking of um Whitehole. Um, no. So I'm going to pass over to oh, Dan. I am. Yes, you're right. Uh, he uses the dismembered hand of the dead crewman. He does. I yes. believe it's li- it's probably Lister's dead hand. I think. It must be hand, I think. Yeah, yeah the, the alternative Lister's dead hand. Dismembered no, I hand. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have got that, to be fair. Well, you didn't. <laughs> yes, and we so. were fair. <laughs> That's very <right>, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it was... Uh, a joke in the episode what can i say and these are questions about the episode that's all i can do really (laughs) (laughs) matt how does cat bring pleasure to the world oh god oh bloody hell i don't know um think you know he's being judged he's being judged oh oh my god yes when when okay um because he has got such a beautiful ass. Yes. Oh. Well done. Well done. Oh, Christ. I knew I'd remember that for you some reason. You got there in the end. You got there. Obviously, in the edit, all that pause will be gone. Leave but you got there. You got there in the end. <laughs> I have to put the uncut version out one day. People are love it. Dan. <laughs> How did Rimmer think he'd got lucky, according to Lister? Talking about his youth, how did Rimmer think he'd got lucky with a, so girl. Uh, uh, with a girl? With a girl, I'm going to get it wrong, and in so doing, I'm going to give it away. Um, he he'd stuck his hands in something, and I can't remember. I cannot remember what it was. Not see if you hadn't said that out loud, Matt well, would have no, gone. Exactly. Oh, oh, I remembered. <laughs> I'm going to get it wrong, and by extension, give it away. And I cannot remember what it was, so I'm going to give someone else the opportunity well, to shine. The bonus point goes to Matty. I could slide straight over to Matt, but. You know, I know by my rules. Oh, Matt. Go on, Matty. Is it he stuck his hand in a pot of manure? I will give you the point. Yes. No, it's warm compost. Well, yeah, it's good enough. It's Matty. I mean, he was in the ballpark. Come on. I mean, he, he, he answered the question based on that episode. I think yeah, uh, that's a point. Exactly. There's a flicker of a that's memory the, there. It's the best bit of that episode. <laughs> that's what Rimmer thought, certainly. Uh, dear. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, okay. So, um, so the question, we go back to Matty. Episode 3, Terraform. What is written on the smallest gravestone? Um, is it like integrity or something like that? Integrity, pride, something like that. Do you, do you want to have a think? Do you want to have a think? It was something like pride or integrity. It's one of those things. It was something like that, but it wasn't any of those things. And I'm not it going to be so lenient here. Now, Matt, you've had two bonus questions. Dan's only had one, so I'm going to go to Dan. I believe it was hope. I'm yeah. afraid that's incorrect. Wrong. Oh, it was charm. It was charm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and you and you gain that point with such charm, Matt. <laughs> yes, I do. Don't and I? And grace, charm, and grace. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, grace. <laughs> in, in all those things. Uh, I don't even know whose question it is now. It's mine. A, Matt's question. <sighs> yes. So that was that was Matty's easy question. Let's go on to yours, Matt. Um, <clears throat> what does Crichton think people should do more? He doesn't. He doesn't think they do it enough. What should they do more? Oh, oh. Triton thinks people should touch more. Absolutely correct. Well done. Is it? Yes. Oh my god. I don't think people touch enough. You know, people should touch more. Exactly right. But the highlights of the episode, I think. Um in my opinion. So, Dan, what is it? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what does Kat suggest Lister should do in the adventure game he believes he's playing? Buy a spell from Gandalf the Wizard. That's good enough. That's good enough. Thanks. A magic potion from Gandalf the Master Wizard, but I, you can have that. <laughs> Thanks. You're very kind. That's I what got, I always do. Like that. <laughs> I, I got really excited for a moment because I thought I knew the answer. I was just going to say, talk to a wizard. Which but, but that was close. That was, that was close. close. I that wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that. He wouldn't have given me the point. If you'd said it, he would have given me the point. I might have given it to Matty, wouldn't have given it to Dan. I mean, that's the way the cookie crumbles, really, let's face it. If right, Matthew, back to you. Now, I'd have been cross. But bear in mind, if you don't get this question right, you may have to be expelled from the Red Dwarf community at large. Oh, me. Okay. If I'm not so, already hated by Not him. just this podcast, <laughs> the whole Red Dwarf community. What? All seven of them. Is yep. the name of Rimmer's puppet? Oh. In quarantine. Taxi for Matty. <laughs> it might be. I almost thought I knew what you were going to ask, and then I prepared the answer for that. Well, do you want to tell us what that was? No, I'm not <laughs> going to say that. Like, you might give it to someone else. Well, if you knew it, they probably won't get a question to ask it. Oh, God. It was... Well... Do you even have an inkling? I don't know. I know it's like a girly... It's a girly name. It's a... I may have, I may have to cut that previous bit out. <laughs> What, the bit about ex excluding <laughs> Flibble. Yes. Stop on Flibble. It's actually Mr. Flibble. Mr. Flibble. Mr. Flibbles. Mr. Flibbles. I mean, I'm gonna. I know they're your competitors, but do I give them the point, guys? Yes. He's had to work very hard for it, <laughs> and now he's got a point to keep his other one company. I think that's only fair. 
That's it. He's catching you up, Dan. Watch out. <laughs> I think I'd excommunicate myself from the Red Dwarf community. I mean, I love you, Matty, but honestly. <laughs> Matt. Oh. Right. Okay. Not so easy, this one, but you you may get it. Can you na- can you give me the name of the mad scientist that they tried to rescue in quarantine? Oh, played by Maggie Steed. Mm. And it was Dr. Hildegard. Please get it right, because I've forgotten to write the answer down. Longstrom? Langstrom? Langstrom. I'll take it. It was Langstrom. <laughs> yes, Hildegard Langstrom. Well, well done for remembering both names. Thank you. Right, Dan. Can you name one of the things that Lister might see in his hanky, according to Crichton? Now, you've got a choice of three. I only need one of them. Uh, the last one, I believe, was a was a, a, a lost Shakespearean sonnet. Yes! It was an undiscovered Shakespearean okay. sonnet. Well done. Yes, sonnet. well done. A bonus well, point guys. for the other two. Yes, Dan, you get a bonus point if you can name me the other two. <laughs> they are on the tip of my tongue, which is not somewhere I want the contents of Lister's tanky to be. Um, I'm not going to give you a bonus point at this stage, Matt, but do you know what they are? Um, it was a, a seascape by an artist, which I think might have been Turner. It was and... a Turner seascape. Was it the face of the Madonna? It was. Well done. Well done. If we I... are in a tiebreak situation, I, I may take that into consideration. Funny. Why asking that question? <laughs> Can we do fingers on buzzers? <laughs> I'm confident. Right, okay. We're back to Matty. The excitement mounts. I'm, it builds. I'm, I'm glad you didn't ask the question that I thought you were going to ask as well. So I'm, I'm, Go on, tell, what was it? What was the question? I thought you were going to ask how many days were they going to be in quarantine? And how many was it? 84 days. Well done. Because that was a random fact that I couldn't forget for some stupid reason. So I was really looking forward to you asking that question, so I could have just gone 84. Oh, well, come on. You know, you know him. He's never going to do exactly what you think he's going to do, right. is he? I could have chosen that, but I mean, right. there were many questions I could have asked in the episode, really, to be fair. You remembered 84 days and not... Mr. Flibbles. Mr. Flibbles. <laughs> <laughs> I did remember Mr. Flibbles eventually. The king of the potato people. It's the longest quiz episode ever. <laughs> we, include, we include the thinking time. Oh, dear. Okay, Matty, we're right. back to you. Um, and I was going to say another easy question, but I, I've realised what a fool I am for thinking that. So, what is Lister forced to eat in Demons and Angels? Um, oh, <laughs> Matt is genuinely like a, a kid in class on this. <laughs> He's such a big kid. Um, was not he... competitive at all, am I? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think it is his bonus question next. As it well. is. Well, oh, Come on, Matty, put put me out of my misery. Go on, Lamb. <laughs> I mean, we could we could do this whole podcast from the start, and Matty wouldn't remember a bloody thing. I mean, it'd be a, he's a he's a forever noob. I mean, he just wouldn't remember stuff. You dropped as a child. 
we, if we if we do the next series, but like we, without telling him, we just go back and do series five again. Yeah, we <laughs> wouldn't know. Well, no. Are we gonna? I'm just uh, seriously. I would say the only answer coming to my head is pot noodle. Oh, sorry, you're having a second answer now, here. Oh, that was not your official answer. <laughs> I mean, I was joking for that one. <laughs> we can't oh, tell. Of it, so, you take know, either or, take either or. <laughs> Choose the a pot, answer. To be you... honest, a pot noodle would have been funny. It would have been a nice sort of like parallel with the, 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 the high ship, wouldn't it, really, if you'd eaten a yeah. crappy pot noodle. Hmm. But, um, go on, Matt, do you know what it is? It, it's a tarantula. It is a tarantula, yes, no. well done. Okay. Not lamb then. So, not lamb. I'm afraid not. <laughs> so on to Matt's uh, fifth question. Um, now, in in their presentation, what is it that Brother Rimmer portrays? Oh, like is it agony? It is agony. Um, I think yeah, we're all. I love a that bit. bit. Here, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, come on. You can get there. It's another bro- Brother Rimmer question. I want you to complete the quote for me. Thy love refreshes and cleanses me like a... Like a babbling mountain stream. Well done! Well done. Nice. <laughs> Here Yay. we go. Oh, so quickly, back to Matty's question. Your last question of the quiz, Matty. I mean, in theory, you can get half points. You can actually get half points, 50% if you get this one. Right, okay. Right. So an A or B and as, answer. Uh, this is the episode you watched today. <laughs> and we've just talked about it. And we've talked about it. <laughs> don't, don't say all these things, because you know I'm probably going to get it wrong. I don't. I think you'll get this. Okay, cool. Where does the alternative Crichton work? Um, the traffic police. Traffic warden, traffic police. He's a he's a traffic person. He's a, he works in the police. He's traffic. He does traffic. I get. I guess that is correct. Traffic person. <laughs> oh dear. I, I was thinking cybernautics, but it, it is traffic control. You're right. I was going to say absolutely right. I'm glad because I was about less. To... It was like dis- despairing. I thought, well, have you got the sui- have you got the suicide squid round your place? No, because you were like the, the, the traffic police. The traffic. He's a traffic person. I'm so glad then, you said. It, you can have the point. It's not. It's not incorrect. It's, it's correct. So, so you've got three out of six. I mean, obviously, with bonus questions, there's a lot more available. Possibly, but three fifty percent. I'm so glad you filled it in because you said cyber and you're about to say where I was about to say Norwich for some reason. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the answer for a second. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, yeah, okay, Matt. <clears throat> where is the captain's message hidden? Where is the captain's message hidden? Are you saying you uh, know this one, Matty? Is it was that? Uh, no, yes. I'm just I'm 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 still slightly disturbed by what has just happened. Um, is it in the microdot? I'm going to need a bit more than that. <laughs> I don't um, I, I don't know any more than that. Well, okay. In a surprising twist, we've got a bonus question for Matty, who thinks he might know the answer. Was it a dot in the eye of his death certificate? Or birth certificate. <laughs> oh, his what certificate? 
His death certificate? His what certificate? His birth certificate? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Uh, the answer uh, as it <laughs> happens. <laughs> Dan, do you want to finish it off? It was in the eye of swimming certificate. Oh, I mean, I, I feel cruel, but but swimming certificate is really significant for Rimmer, isn't it? Really, BSC, SSC, like <laughs> because he doesn't. Blatant glue, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was there was a shining moment there where you had a look of knowledge on your face. <laughs> it was beautiful. Did anyone screen grab that? Well done, Dan. Moving on. I mean, interestingly, it is a twist because I thought Matt had this sewn up. But with that bonus question that Dan just got, after Matty sort of knew it, Dan can actually draw a level here. To, to, to be, I'm, I'm outraged that that's where I find myself, but okay. Uh, well, I know you're already going to give away a bloody tiebreaker. <laughs> so, you know, what's the point? I might as well just kill myself. <laughs> tiebreaker. I forgot about that. I said I might yes. use it as tiebreaker. Well, okay. Dan, for pride's sake, can you name the three items that we see Dwayne Dibley hold up? He holds up a sandal. That's one. He holds up a thermos flask. That's two. And then he either holds up a lunchbox or a sandwich. I'm going to say a lunchbox. Probably I'm afraid wrong. both of those were wrong. Okay. So I'm afraid I can't give you the point. Um, Matt, do you know what the other one is? Is it an air text vest? No, it was a toothbrush. toothbrush. Right, okay. It was a toothbrush. And it was red. I mean, and it was red. You're right, Matty. Bonus point for you. <laughs> You already won. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matty. Matty. Matty for knowing, it, knowing the toothbrush was red. Then why, why wasn't that one of the bloody questions, eh? I mean, your question could have been, what colour was the toothbrush, I suppose? I mean, we could have got it. Wa- but it wasn't, so never mind. <laughs> scores? Well, scores. Uh, the scores I've got here. Matty, with that last bonus question about the red toothbrush, has scored four. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, who I did give some quite hard questions to, has scored six. And Matty, you have one. Not even needing your type break question. Who? Who? Matt, sorry, Matt. Who? Say Matty. Thank you. Matt, you have won with a score of seven. Well done. Well done, Matt. Thank you. I mean, I, I expect our downloads to go up a plenty. Um, they're always the highest. These are always the highest downloaded uh, episodes of our podcast. And after this one, I expect plenty of downloads and loss of subscriptions. <laughs> no, I'm expecting word of mouth to shoot around. I mean, to the Red Dwarf community at large. Remember, they need to and know about this. Word of mouth when they're all saying "No more." <laughs> after this, I'm I, just. I s- can hear that that free part of the next convention winging its way to your house now, Matty. Uh, I, I, well, it's funny you say that because I can hear pitchforks and torches on its way. So I mean, <laughs> we'll move on to our next section of our wrap up. The Red Wolf Podcast. I took care of the squid with limpet vines. Okay, so we're going to have a quick wrap-up of Series 5 now and talk about a few moments and maybe episodes to see if they are filtering in and how we feel about things as a whole. Now, I'm going to start off, guys. I remember um, at the 
end of series four i did make a statement that series five was my favorite series uh it's not <laughs> really uh, i, I don't that mean you that you just remembered or um and, and, no, I, I, I had a feeling it was, and I think because it has got two fantastic episodes, which I really do love, and I'd sort of all the others, sort of, I, I think, were better in my mind than what I found them this time round. So maybe it was, and and then it just didn't hit me in the same way this time round. So, so I, I don't mean that in a really really bad way, uh, but yeah, I just I don't think it has um, superseded what I was saying before about series three being my favorite. Not that I'm too worried about those sort of things really but just as a, a point of discussion how did you um feel about it matty where, where does this lie for you i'd definitely say this was my favorite series so far i would say oh cool. that's that's good yeah no i definitely that's enjoyed good. it it was you no know, a solid series this one yeah equally spread or because of highlights in it um i think the storylines in this one have really shown themselves a lot more in comparison to the others don't get me wrong the other ones had great stories i think this one has been very consistent in its stories and its in its quality throughout mm. i mean but i i think part of it for me i i didn't i know we had a new director um i i think that was quite noticeable i don't think that helped me i, I found the direction not quite as good i wasn't necessarily noticing all the direction in, in previous series all the time but this one felt different hmm. uh matt ha how about you uh yeah i know what you mean i mean funny enough the one we've just watched which was back to reality actually had two different directors because the 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 new director for series five actually walked out so the bits that were that were filmed when they were on the SSS Esperanto, were filmed by the original director, and everything else was um, direct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think for me, it's a, a series of two halves. I wouldn't say that this. I would describe this as my favourite series, but it did have a couple, possibly three, episodes that I really, really loved. Right, well, I, I think I think we'd all agree with you there that two of the episodes were great. It's, one person might not agree on those two episodes. I won't say who. Dan, how do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about series five? I, it, it's probably one of the ones that was strongest in my memory. This one was was rehearsed and remembered in my mind because I think this was peak. Watch this. Go to school. Talk about it. Quote it. Talk about it some more. Quote it. Come home. Watch it on video. I I remember enjoying it very much, but I don't think that it because I was so familiar with it. it I wasn't sort of oh, I can't wait for season five. It's my favourite. But as a series, it starts and it finishes with two just brilliant episodes. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I've enjoyed it more than I thought I was going. I knew I was going to enjoy it, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. With, with you know, one or two little exceptions, really. I just thought it was very, very strong. Okay, well, that, that's good to hear. That's nice to hear, Matty, enjoying that, and you saying that. Yeah, for me, there were a couple of letdowns in my mind i was really looking forward to quarantine and i didn't feel so fondly about that i was surprised how much i disliked the inquisitor as mm. we speak i'm about to edit that one in the next couple of days and i know i was a bit harsh on it preparing the quiz i went to the episode and i just watched a couple of clips and i found myself laughing at a couple of bits so i don't know if i was too harsh at the time but we all agreed that wasn't quite so great i said at the time probably the worst episode of red dwarf i don't know if, if that's actually true but um we that's all how did. i felt at the time but if i can dip into our rankings that we've all collated here 
we all put that one bottom. I mean, I Yay. think that I think that is that first um, that we've all agreed on what the what we felt was the weakest episode of the series. Um, because before, we, th- there's been quibbles, haven't there? And you know about what we thought was the worst, and and every episode has had something to recommend it. This one, we all slam dunked the the one point in there. Uh, so so I th- that says a lot, I suppose. Um, yeah, but but yeah, still still some great moments, and I've pulled out a few moments from the series. Then we talked last series about what our favorite moments were so far we had a bunch that we put in as a top five i suppose plus a few others that are floating around um these are the moments i've sort of picked out that could potentially go in it and i've put i've literally pulled out one from each episode there could be three in an episode and none in another i suppose so do shout in a minute what you think so definitely for me the highlight of the first episode was obviously rimmer's boffin moment um Although Matty, I know you love the the Geronimo stuff and all that business, even though you can't remember it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> the highlight and, of the and hearing Jane Horace saying, "What was the, what was it that she said about um, any line? Any line?" The um, <laughs> it was the bit when she, when she was talking about. Oh my god! Sorry, hang on sex, a second. Guilt free sex. Find... Yeah, sex, guilt free sex. The way that just she just like says it. that, it's great. <laughs> and from the Inquisitor, I think the best moment of that was the end titles that was the best moment of that episode a little harsh the the judge scene we i pulled out the quote for your question with the cat having a beautiful ass i don't think it's a a major highlight that's going to trouble our top fives i love the hugging scene in terraform are you with me on that one best moment of the the climax of the uh episode i don't think we touched enough we've we've touched upon that this episode Quarantine, I guess, all the stuff with the King of the Potato People and Mr. Flibble would be the the key moment, I imagine. Although I still love the what a stroke of luck <laughs> moments in Demons and Angels. Difficult on this. I th- we all love the brother stuff, don't we? The the the, uh, mm-hmm. the highs um, dialogue and everything. I don't know if there was necessarily a particular moment, unless we could say Rimmer coming out in his and then I'm going to have you um, guys. I don't know if that bit with the lows, but yeah, I think generally there were (laughs) there were more laughs with the with 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 the highs because just their ridiculous, just angelic nature. We all chose a piece of their dialogue quite easily, didn't we? We did, and um, plainly, Dwayne Dibley from Back to Reality really would be the moment. So John Jules won that episode because he he had some great cat lines and he was Dwayne Dibley and he really was Dwayne Dibley so I think Danny John Jules for the win in uh, in Back to Reality I mean it's great um, it's, it's I mean it's great really isn't it because we when we've talked about our moments before we cats come up quite a lot and this is cat not being cat and I, I know it's funny because he's not cat but but um it, he gets another sort of a shout in the countdown um, we may have to extend this top five to top ten by the time we get to uh, the end of the next series, maybe. I don't know. But do any of those moments, or any others I haven't mentioned, do they trouble your top five? Even considering the ones that didn't get in your top five. Let's go to you first, Dan. Any that trouble your top five? Now, your top five, as a re- reminder, uh, you had This Is Mine and the, the April, May, June, July stuff, the clitoris moment, Camp for Wood you had in there, and so what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast. 
it, it's really difficult. I, I, I'm, it's I'm tough now, isn't it? No. I'm going to say no, but not because there weren't some absolutely breathtaking moments because there really, really were. And I mean literally because I laughed a lot uh, at, at some of this stuff in season five. Yeah, there might be some that run it close, but my top five, uh, if you extend it to a top ten, there's definitely going to be some season five stuff in there. But uh, mm. on top five, no, I think I'm comfortable with my uh, with my picks so far. Matt, uh, you, you indicated early on. That... I did, yes. I did say in um, in Hollow Ship that I, w- that, that I wanted... Um, Rimmer's uh, boffin and his and his nose exha- exhalations to, to uh, replace was it fish I think I said um, possibly yeah. I, I I can't remember what the other ones I chose I, I know um, the April May June July fall the Jape of the, set of yeah, the century yeah um, and so what is it I, I think I'm going to have to switch out Smeekhead for Dwayne Diblin Ooh, I know, all the I know. And, and but and this is the thing is that if you if you extend it to a top ten, then it's it's welcome back with open arms. But I'm I'm you know yeah, Dwayne Dwayne Dibley for, for me was that it was the thing that I have been waiting for you since have been started. You've been I have literally, and I'm not the most patient of people as well. So you know, <laughs> having to wait you know thirty weeks, you know. Yeah, well, we're doing well. We're doing well. That's six weeks, actually. Well, I'm impressed. No. Um, either way. Um, Matty, you've got Unpacked Rachel. You've got Gandhi blowing up. You've got Clitoris. Um, Smeagheed. And everybody's dead, Dave. Everybody is dead, Dave. Dave, everybody is dead. Yeah. Um, hmm. And I would say, again, not... There's been some really good... I mean, Dwayne Dibley will definitely be one of the really funny ones. And it's right there on the line of wanting to be on the list, but I'm, re- I'm, I'm happy. I've got a solid list, according to me, of what they have. They are, they are solid lists. I mean, even your list is pretty uh, pretty solid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't let it go. There's no way around it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're going to have to extend it later on because, we are. well, we don't have to, but I'm going to want to. We um, are going to, yes. I mean, whether we we do this feature again or not, I don't know. We'll see how we feel. Um, Because I feel the same. Uh, Dwayne Dibley and the Boffin. Oh, they are great. (laughs) They are great moments. I've got Fish, Clitoris, Smigheed, so what is it in Double Polaroid in mine? Um, I could just switch out Double Polaroid for one of them. Well, I I could do, uh, but I like it. But there's other great moments as well, like Flintstones and stuff like that, and, and and a couple of things that you guys had that I didn't put on my list. Dog milk, I haven't got in there. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. You literally made the rules, Matt. Uh, what a fall. What a fall. Let's move on from this section. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, you started to talk about the rank. You started to talk about the rankings, and then we've kind of got a bit sort of segued. Well, I didn't yeah. want to do the whole rankings. It was just interesting talking about the Inquisitor bit being flat last, really. Um, so we can go back to that. Uh, now I've done that. I'll try to mix it up a bit. Um, oh, well, it was good. We, yeah. we all got involved. Now, now we confidently said that two episodes really stood out. And, of course, we all agree on that, don't we? Two episodes stood out. Uh-oh. Matty, what were your two favourite episodes? What, of of this series? Of this series. Um, I can t- tell you. You don't have to look it up. I can tell you. No, my, I know my. I know my first one was the one we just watched. 
Um, yeah. Back to Reality was number one. And uh, number two, I just double check. Yeah, number two was Terraform. Terraform, guys. Terraform. And Matty went in with Terraform, which is not a bad episode, but but it surprised me when it came along. Because the, the, the other three of us, um, which is fine, Matty. That is fine. You do it. You, you stay strong. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we obviously both put as a top two hollow ship and back to reality, not necessarily in that order. Um, I, I, I dabbled with which way round to put things. And I ended up, I put hollow ship top to be honest and back to reality second. So I am slipping off the agreement train there. Um, with that being the top episode, because I, Jane, I just Hor- love- Jane Horrocks had a serious effect on you. I think. That's well, I mean, if you think it's that, I'll let you carry on thinking of that. But I'm not going to comment. It's a yeah. lovely episode for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I wouldn't be so shallow to put it down just <laughs> as someone saying the word sex in a good way. It's an it's a great episode. It's very funny. I mean, you like the episode as well, so it's not like you disagree. Oh no, absolutely. It was, and of course, no, it was it was a great episode. It really yeah. was. It actually. It, the, the the obviously the the episode one and episode six and I'm really glad there was a really strong start and a really strong finish as well with varying degrees of quality in between but some kind of good moments as well. But Matt, Matty, you had hollow hollow ship in your third place. I um, did. Uh, was there? Did it trouble you? Did you sort of um, have a dilemma over where to put them? Or was it slam dunk sort of um, back to reality terraform? No, no, I think no. Back to reality, I knew straight away it was going to be number one. Um, yeah, Terraform and Hollowship were between two and three. I, I, mm. If I could put them both in two, I would, or both in three, I would. Um, it really was more a toss of the coin as to what went where. To be no, honest in, with those. In all fairness, I, mean, I, I can see what I can see where you're coming from there. I mean, because I actually put ter- Terraform as third. Yeah, as well. and this is this is where the discussion starts to fall apart because it then becomes a little bit all over the place. Demons and Angels, most people put that second least favourite. I swapped it around with Quarantine because Demons and Angels I love for the Brothers stuff and the, and the High Ship and so Quarantine, like I said, didn't disappoint me. That's the wrong word, but it wasn't as good as in my memory. So that's why that got swapped around. But apart from those sort of points, we then sort of, we're not agreeing on anything. It's all It's all different. So there's there's no real discussion to be had apart from top and bottom, and a, a little one here or there really. So I think that's the rankings. I'll give you the scores. Inquisitor was last with four. Demons and Angels uh, then on nine points. Um, in fourth place we had Quarantine with twelve. Uh, Terraform sixteen. Hollowship twenty and Back to Reality twenty three. So there you go. That's Wow, that was exactly how I, that was exactly how I ranked it. That was your say, ranking, yeah. Apart okay. from Terraform and Hollowship, swap those two around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was only odds and sods here and there in the middle pack, really. But that's our rankings. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, series five. Series five. Matt, what are you going to say? I was going to say. So, listeners, how do you rank yours? Let us know. <laughs> I mean, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't do a lot of feedback, How do you eat yours? <laughs> yeah, we don't do too much feedback uh, uh, on here. We haven't got an email address or anything. Um, I'm not sure people want to tell us. <laughs> Maybe they do. Shut up. Stop talking about it. <laughs> I, I think they probably would would probably have mentioned it before the end of season five if they've Possibly. been diligently listening and downloading up to this point, and now they've grown sick of us. To be honest, I'll take the clicks. <laughs> I, believe, I believe what we're doing is called clickbaiting. So this series five, I mean, 
is there anything else new to talk about, particularly in the way things have changed? We've talked a little bit about the direction already. We've talked over the course of our discussions about this has been the time where they have started to revisit a few jokes a bit more. Is there much more to be said about that or anything else? Uh, wave at me if you want to say something. <laughs> oh, they're all waving. They're all... No, they're not. No one's waving. No I'm one's waving. Go on, Dan. And say, I think we are getting close to some of the characters having catchphrases or at least things that they refer to. So it's not just, you know, um, it, it isn't just a catchphrase, but it's places that those characters will go to. There's a joke in there, you know. So... Uh, there is a joke in the Space Corps directive, but what I like is that they do it differently each time. It's not just you build up to the point where that character says that funny thing and everyone laughs. They have quirks of character rather than something that they just rely on. They always need to do something new with it. So I think that if that if that makes any sense at all, less less a catchphrase, more more something that that character is becoming known for. So yes, Cat still is incredibly vain. Superficial is his middle name, as we know. Um, I sort of feel they held back a little bit more on some of the fashion jokes. It wasn't the same as Series 4, I don't think. They still did them, but it wasn't quite the same. But and they didn't overdo them. And I think for me, that's that's the bit. That's why I still enjoy them, because it's not the only thing he says. He's He can be, be stupid, you know, what's going on? He does that very well, but it's not all he's about. You know, same with Crichton. Yes, probably the closest thing to uh, to a catchphrase Crichton has is best guess, because I'm pretty sure he's had a best guess in almost every episode in season five. He's had an of course or a best guess, yeah, yeah. every episode, I think. Pretty much. Um, but, but that's exposition, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I don't remember, if I'm totally honest, uh, at the time noticing that. We're noticing it because we're watching it quite closely for the purposes of this. Um, I don't remember thinking, hang on a minute, Crichton's quite smug. He's always got a best guess that turns out being right. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that when I first when I first watched it. So it's, um, yeah, I think we're just assuming that, that, that Crichton's going to know the answer because um, uh, Holly's given up giving answers and, and, and um, yeah, so so that's, that's Crichton's job now. So, yeah, I, I, they're refining those characters. But, um, yeah, they're still doing good new things with them, I think. Yeah, the things that do reoccur, like we said in the last episode, the uh, all I said was uh, open the next one. There's been a couple of those. There's been obviously a couple of times of Cat giving his um, plan um, and Crichton shooting that down with two, you know, sort of flaws in that plan. Yeah, um, yeah a, a few bits and pieces, but, but nothing major, major. Obviously, Space Corps directives did form a major part of quarantine, and, and they played on that and there's been a few bits and pieces there uh, i will say that still occurs in a slightly different way in series six um but yeah when we get there we'll we'll, we'll see how if this trend of things recurring is still good or whether it goes too far or not i suppose would you care um, to make bold predictions about episodes from from here on in uh, now, in Series 6, I don't think there's a bad episode in Series 6. Ah, there we go. If I'm honest. Oh, oh. God. I mean, well, there that are, remains there to are, be seen. There are award-winning episodes in Series 6. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm sure that's a fact of the week that would have come up. It will come up. I'm sure it will come up when it matters. I'm, sh- I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. 
<laughs> but you guys, you're still happy to join me on this ride through uh, through Red Dwarf. Yeah, right. still loving it. Boys from the dwarf. Excellent. Uh, just from home, they're all, they're all swinging their hands. Home boys. Yeah, all swinging their hands. Okay, well, if we've really got nothing else to say, about, uh, that, that's useful. I mean, some would argue we very rarely do. Thanks but we're doing this. But, uh, <laughs> but we, um, recording-wise, we're going to take a break for a week or two. Um, but we won't take a break in releasing episodes because we've got plenty in the bag. And hopefully we'll come back nice and fresh in a couple of weeks after we've all been jabbed up with our COVID vaccine, apart from anyone who's too young to have that just now. Thank you. Um and <laughs> and we'll be back and raring to go for series six, believe it or not. Series six. Oh, yay. So <laughs> so on that note, on that note, that's my catchphrase. On that note, I will say farewell to you all and series five from me, Matthew. Farewell and best guess from me, Matt. It's a farewell and high fives from me, Matty. Cheerio from me. Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss?